Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? It is March 25th. It is the listing, your boy. Sean Ross Sapp, Jimmy Van. It is not Denise Salcedo, although it would have read that had I not noticed it just mere seconds ago. Jimmy Van, it's a, it's a big week. It's a big week. Yeah, I want to say first, I was embarrassed with my uh, my settings last week, Sean. You know, I own an online company. And I made the mistake of assuming. And you know what they say about assuming, right, Sean? No, I don't, actually. Uh, they say when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. And uh, I made the mistake of assuming that I had proper settings, and I didn't. And uh, the playback was awful. So I should be set up. I got all new everything. So I should be all set up. You told me off the air. You said, man, your video is so crisp. It is. So I should it's, be better, good. it's better than mine. And I don't know what the deal is. If anybody can help me with the clarity of my webcam... Kentucky internet. Yeah, bullshit is what I'll say about that. Because I've got a Logitech Brio. I mean, it's it's one of the more high-end webcams there there are. But Kentucky oh, internet. Either way, uh, donate a super chat if you're watching live on YouTube.com slash Fightful. It looks like until this mess gets sorted out, not being Kentucky internet or Jimmy's internet quality, but uh, the coronavirus... Looks like we'll be in our original time slot of 3 p.m. on Wednesdays. Yeah. Oh, man, Jimmy. I've had a few people ask me, like, hey, how come you're not doing 6 o'clock Eastern time? Uh, and I've explained it before, but the, the reason is 6 o'clock falls into my kid's dinner time. And if I'm home when it's time for dinner, I'm expected to be eating with them. Uh, and so that's why. So long as I'm doing this from home, 3 o'clock is going to be the time slot. Cool. I'm so. down with that. Uh, we also have a Q&A show up on Fightful Select if you missed last week's. Jimmy Van did two Q&As last week. I did one this week. We got a lot of questions to be answered. FightfulSelect.com, that's the most direct way to, uh, to support us. If you're able right now, I know it's a, a unique time in the world, but if you want your question or statement read live on the air here at YouTube.com slash Fightful, donate a super chat. Any amount gets it done. And I want to address this right off the bat because I've had a lot of people say, hey, your videos aren't showing up in my subscriptions. They're not showing up anywhere. 
we know we've been throttled by YouTube since roughly November when we started to get those crap claims from DAZN and WWE, then got our channel terminated, given back to us. Our views have been throttled heavily. Like, you'll see some other stuff that's comparable to what we do. The comments and the thumbs up are the same. Views are not. Our exposure is severely limited. If you ever wonder, where's this show at? Where's this show at? Fightful.com is always your answer. You don't have to mess with YouTube. You don't have to mess with Stitcher. You don't have to mess with iTunes, anything. Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com always has the podcast. Every single time, that's the place to go. That's where we prefer you go, but... You know, this morning, Sean, for the first time in over 15 years, for the first time in over 15 years, I conducted an interview this morning. Yeah. Uh, back in the day when I had my old site, I did interviews all the time, but now, of course, I leave that up to Sean Ross Sapp. This morning, I jumped back into the interview chair because I talked to a guy. His name is Bill Stanhope. He was an executive at LGN when they, when they produced the WWF LGN action figures, the 8-inch rubber figures. He was involved heavily in the creation and the production of those. We spoke for over an hour. He told me a lot of interesting stuff. A great story about Gorilla Monsoon that, uh, that I'll, I'll wait until this thing is ready. Uh, we did an audio interview so my team is going to make video to go with it and then we're going to release it on FIFO Select first for members and eventually I'll release it to everybody but uh, it was good it was, it was fun it's I'm telling you I'm like a kid talking about this stuff I'm excited so, for it too I mean you told me the story off the air and I really liked it so I'm I'm excited about that because the thing is wrestling action figures I got into them around the Hasbro era but I've mentioned this before, like, I wanted us to do a wrestling action figure podcast at one point. When Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder started theirs, I was like, well, I don't know if we can do it better, so I don't want to bother. But I love listening to things, like, about LJNs, which I didn't really have. I had a Hillbilly Jim, and that's it. I love learning about the ones before then, since then. It's an, It's got a, its own set of stories and its own history, and I really A lot that. of them. A lot of stories, and I actually, I actually shocked him because I told him about a certain prototype I have. Yeah, he didn't believe me. <laughs> he, he didn't believe me that that it, that this prototype existed, and so afterwards, I sent him the the picture of it. Yeah, and so yeah, he was stunned by that one. So uh, again, when you listen to the interview, you'll hear it. Let's start it off. So we're doing this on March twenty five. Let's start off talking about WrestleMania. Things change so quick, week to week. Last week we did this podcast, and you and I both on this podcast last week were adamant. They need to tape while they can. They need to tape while they can. I was going to do an SRS 4K video on it. I was going to do it when my new tripod got in. I was like, this is a cool topic. Let's do it. By then, we already knew. Yeah, well, we we were adamant talking last week because last week nothing was planned yet or nothing was announced, and we were adamant they need to get it in the can because things are changing so quickly. Uh, and now apparently they're doing that. What's the latest you've heard? Uh, because I think today's the day. No. Yes, today is the day. Uh, tomorrow is the day. They're getting it done. They do. There's a stay-at-home order in Orlando uh, as of 11 p.m. tomorrow night. I don't think it's being enforced though. I don't think that they're doing that, but. They're taping all the way up to the Raw after Mania, and the thing is that stay-at-home order ends before that SmackDown after Mania airs. They're doing a lot of the NXT TakeOver stuff, which is good. I mean, they they got a lot of that in the can. They're doing the smart thing. Uh, I don't know how much more pointless old shit footage I can watch, but uh, I'm glad that they're doing this, and I've had people in WWE saying, we're going to do something really cool. It's going to be a different approach. I'm glad they're doing it. It's a smart thing to do, Jimmy. 
I think so too. So they're doing multiple locations and obviously it, we know why they're doing that because they have to limit the number of people per location. Uh, and people might be thinking, well, it's only two wrestlers and a referee. You got to remember production staff, camera crew, lighting, commentary even. Uh, I think they they, they got to try to limit it to 10, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's why they're doing multiple locations. What have you heard about that? Like we heard there's going to be a boneyard match with The Undertaker and AJ Styles. What have you heard about the multiple locations? Have you heard anything about the type of matches? Have you heard about what the hell a Boneyard match is? Uh, from what I understand, a Boneyard match is supposed to be like a Buried Alive match, but I that, that was hardly confirmed. I had heard that maybe they're doing some stuff in or around Full Sail, but I don't know how real that is. Um, I That's the thing. When I asked about this, I was told, oh, we're going to do something cool and different and outside the box, but... Then again, outside the box of WWE might be something that we've already seen on Lucha Underground or AEW or Impact Wrestling or something like that. I'll tell you what, it's best case scenario for Roman Reigns and Bill Goldberg. They can have a 12-minute match now if they want. Like, there's, they can do whatever they want with that, and I am infinitely more excited to watch this match than I was before. I agree, yeah, because they can edit it to make it look whatever way they want. I agree. What are you hearing about the Raw and SmackDown taping schedule? I, I hear that they were going to tape through Mania, which would be, what, April 6th? Yes. I was thinking uh, Raw after Mania as well. Yeah, the Raw after Mania. Yes. That's, that's what I mean. So is, are, from what you hear, is that as far as they plan to go right now? Because what happens if two weeks from now there's still a lockdown happening? What I Okay, so what I heard was Raw after Mania, and I didn't hear anything beyond that. What I personally think will happen, I think we're probably going to start to see WrestleMania matches that are replayed on Raw and SmackDown after that. And yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. But, but quite frankly, out of new promos and stuff, they can buy two weeks each at least out of just replaying WrestleMania stuff, which is going to suck. I mean, Yeah, if, especially if you bought it on pay-per-view. Yeah, if they replay WrestleMania stuff and that's it, there's a good chance we don't do live post shows after those, which would right. be weird. Weird, I mean, man. at the very least, they could, you know, get interviews with guys from home or something. That's like, what I suggested, too. WWE Backstage, what they've been doing is they're showing footage, but then they've got Renee Young and Booker T and Mark Henry live, you know, from home. Mm-hmm. doing commentary over it. That's creative. Like, John Cena sitting at home. Use John Cena. You know yeah, what I mean? Or, or they could have done what we said that they should have done and filmed his segments when he was there. That was Maybe they'll so, do it now. That was so dumb. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for the love of God, you could have John Cena on your wrestling program for three straight months now, Jimmy. Yep, and and I would definitely, too, if I was them, I would, I would reach out to a guy like The Rock mm-hmm. because The Rock's sitting at home, too. Yeah. I'd reach out to The Rock and say, let's do some stuff. Let's let's do some uh, commentary for a match. I think he would do it. He's sitting at home. Reach out to Batista. Hey, let's do uh, commentary for a match. That stuff might actually draw viewers if it they might, do stuff yeah, like it, that. It might be a little bit different. I mean, look at WrestleMania. The replay here did 800,000 viewers on ESPN for six years ago. That's an outstanding number. Now, I'm not about all those weirdos comparing it to AEW and – like taking victory laps one way or another. You all are weird for doing that, by the way. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to I talk more about the ESPN th- thing later. Okay. Uh, I want to finish up talking about Mania first. So they've added more matches. A lot of them don't mean a whole lot. And so what you're saying about, well, maybe they're going to show them on Raw later, that makes sense to me uh, because when you think about Elias Baron Corbin, 
No one gives a shit about that match. When you see uh, Aleister Black, Bobby Lashley, now granted, that'll be an interesting match, mm-hmm. but there's no story. So so it makes it kind of hard to get into. The Street Profits against Andrade and Angel Garza. I think Andrade and Angel Garza have one win together as a tag team. And had zero before it was announced. Right. So, I mean, those are that's a bit of a far stretch. So as of right now, they've announced 12 matches. Uh, no Battle Royals, which makes sense because you can't do more than, I think, 10 people is, is the rule, I think. Uh, what are you hearing? Is it going to be like, are they going to add more matches still? Is it going to be six matches a night? Like, what are you hearing about that? Uh, I've heard that everything's on the table right now based on who they have available and who's there. But uh, as of, I want to say, Monday, they still weren't sure what one of the main events were going to be. And they hadn't announced what was going to be on what so far. So they're leaving a lot of their options open, as they should. Because quite frankly, they can see how a match ends up and change things accordingly. If they don't like anything, they, they can make whatever change they want between now and then. As far as matches that are announced... I think that I want to think about what I was told might might happen. I think there was at least one that I was told that hasn't been announced, but Elias versus Corbin, Alistair Black versus Lashley, that tag title match, those are our two of raw matches is what those yes. are. Yes. Yes. I mean, at least Alistair Black and Lashley, they're two guys that have been handled pretty well. Uh and so there at least there's that interest, and but haven't again, faced there's, each there's other no story. Bunch. Right. Right. So at least there's interest in that. What do you think of this one? Uh, yesterday, March 24, uh, yesterday was the birthday of my late dad. Yesterday was also the birthday of The Undertaker, 55th birthday, Sean. Wow. 55th birthday. How many of these do you think he's got left in terms of WrestleManias? Well, I mean, it's weird to think. Last year, he didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. And that completely like goes past me. So I thought, oh, we're done with this. He'll do some Saudi shows and stuff. It would not surprise me if this were his last, but I, I think what we'll have is maybe a fall WrestleMania, and I wouldn't hate it if that was his send-off. 30 years? 30 years? Because yeah. if he can't look good in this match, he ain't going to look good in any match. I agree. Well, the one thing I hope he didn't do celebrating his birthday, I hope what he didn't do was take part in a Save the Tigers campaign uh, on behalf of a for-profit safari in Myrtle Beach. I really hope he didn't do that to celebrate his birthday yesterday, Have you Sean. seen the documentary, Jimmy? Uh, Tiger King. No, I heard about it. Okay, I have not well, seen it. it's not nearly as crazy as everybody's making it out to be. It's seven episodes. It's about two or three too long. The Tiger King, I found out, promoted pro wrestling for like a full year. There's really? like There's like dozens of shows on his channel from that. And one of one of the guys featured in the documentary was the guy who the undertaker went to visit. He's really? in this documentary heavily, Jimmy. So takers friends with him. I don't know if he's friends with him, but honestly, there's probably a good chance that he saw the documentary and said, hell let's go out here, Michelle. But he's <laughs> in the documentary a lot. I mean, every episode. Well, let's talk about something that I thought was inevitable. Uh, we talked about this again last week. It's funny how we talk about something on the podcast, Sean. It's like we're suits seekers or soothsayers, whatever the term is. Whatever it is. We talk about something on the podcast, and it comes to fruition. And to me, this was something that was inevitable. According to the Wrestling Observer, Rey Mysterio and Dana Brooke are both in self-quarantine. They are both off the WrestleMania card. 
Uh, it has not been straight up said that either one of them tested positive for COVID-19. However, Dana Brooke was supposed to be part of the six-pack challenge for the SmackDown women's title. Ray, I don't think, had been uh, advertised for a match yet, but she was supposed to be part of the six-pack challenge. They're both off the card. We talked about this. And and we talked about what are they going to do if the guys come into the performance center, they take their temperature, someone's got a fever, and they're about to get in the ring. Uh, it sounds like they dodged a bullet slightly. Yes. But at the same time, at the same time, Rey Mysterio last week was on Raw in a match against Andrade. So does that mean now that Andrade, as soon as he does his match at Mania, he's got to go home and self isolate for two weeks? Like, I, it's way, it's a really weird situation. Andrade's out there this week with Garza, with Zelina, with a cameraman, with a hard cameraman, with a ring announcer, with a referee, with the Street Profits, with Byron Saxton with Tom Phillips, with Ricochet, with Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And, and carriers can be asymptomatic. That's that's the thing. That's why everybody's got to stay at home. You can be sick and not know that you're sick. Right. Or, or you can be carrying it and not know that you're carrying it. Right, right. Oh, it's, it's rough. I reached out to Dana Brooke. I had spoken to her once and still had the ability to send a message to her and all that. And didn't hear back. I just and this is before we heard that she was self quarantined. I just said, "Hey, why are you out of this match? Hope you're doing well." Didn't hear back, but uh, I did reach out. I I would my guess would be that they've both been strongly told by WWE, yes. "Don't say shit." Yes, of course, because that is a PR nightmare. If one of the let's say CNN picks up pro wrestling superstar Rey Mysterio test positive, uh, he wrestled this guy. This guy is currently taping WrestleMania. It's a PR nightmare. So uh, they've probably been told to stay quiet. But again, we talked about it. I mean, at least WWE, to their credit, they, they're, they're trying to get this stuff taped as quickly as they can. Yeah. I imagine once they, once they tape WrestleMania and everything, everybody's going to be home for a couple weeks. But uh, now one thing that we uh, should talk about is the fact that WWE seems to have learned a, little, a few lessons about production from uh, that little startup called AEW. It was very noticeable to me, man. The changes that were made to raw production this week, very noticeable. The hard camera was changed. Now it was looking at the stage, which uh, AEW did. Uh, The seats were no longer focal point. As a matter of fact, they might have removed the seats, I think. Uh, That was something that AEW tried to do. The angles for the matches. Did you notice now that when guys are doing dives, the top of the screen would be the barricade? Mm -hmm. They had the cameras aiming lower. Yes. They, they made very obvious changes, and to me personally, as a fan, it was easier to watch. The promos from the stage, your eyeball is not going to the empty chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a much better deal. I don't know why it took them four episodes to figure it out. But what did you think yeah. of Raw this week You know, compared to, to previous shows? A massive improvement. Oh, man, that Andrade yeah. Garza match ruled. I loved that match. It was so good. But – um. The production stuff I like. The camera cuts still way too much. And I don't know if you saw the thing that John Alba tweeted on Friday where you could hear the producer saying, prep two, take two, prep three, take three, prep two, take two. Yeah. They had 11 camera cuts in 20 seconds for two guys looking at each other, Jimmy. Was that Kevin Dunn? I don't know who that was. I, I asked and I didn't hear back, but. They were just looking at each other, and they did yeah. that many. You don't need that many camera cuts. Less is more, especially when there's no audience. Yep. Oh, uh, so the camera cuts were still crazy, but I like the look of things. I like. I did too. Because I mean, the, the thing is, 
Ring of Honor paid a lot of money for these LED boards. And I know that one of their producers loves to see it in the background. But when you do that, you can't tell if there's 3,000 people or 30 people there. And that's what another producer took issue with. There were a lot of people in Ring of Honor that were like, why aren't we shooting the crowd, especially when we had full crowds? People think that the only people there are those 20 people that are on the sides of the ramp. They don't Mm -hmm. know any better. You dim everything out. Well, WWE is using that as a positive. They're like, we're going to shoot this beautiful video board that we have because that's all we have. So I I thought it was really great. I liked it too. I thought it was really good. Now, uh, I got to ask, Jerry the King Lawler. So he's 70 years old. They fly him in for Raw last week. He does an interview, I think, with a commercial appeal. He tells them that he's decided that him and his family are going to stay in Florida until the tapings are all done. And then he's not on Raw. Have you heard anything about that? Why was he not on Raw when he was going to stay in Florida? I wasn't told, but uh, I do. I did hear from one wrestler that said, "Yeah, he should be at home. He's high risk." Yes. Did you see <laughs> Disco Inferno? Like, Sean, who are the, who are these people that don't like Jerry Lawler's commentary? Who are they? What have they done in wrestling? And I'm like, this can't be the first you've heard of people not liking Jerry Lawler's commentary, Glenn. Was, I mean, in the in the '90s, he got was, torn apart for saying stuff like "puppies" too often and yeah, all that I kind mean, of thing. You know? I liked his stuff in the '90s. I liked his stuff in the 2000s, the, the mid, early to mid 2000s. I haven't liked Jerry Lawler's commentary consistently for over a decade. Yeah, he needs the right partner too. Yeah, because like Jim Ross was really good, very much like Monsoon back in the day. Jim Ross was really good at kind of almost scolding Lawler yeah. if he said something stupid. And that was one thing I loved about Monsoon. Monsoon and Heenan were so great because Monsoon Will you stop? Oh, he was great. That was the best. Monsoon was – I thought Monsoon was very underrated in, 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 with him and, and Heenan and him and uh, Jesse Ventura as well. So uh, uh, We have eight. some super chats, by the way. Okay. Okay. Jay Lane says, Jimmy Dresaltel was winning the Hart Trophy, right? Who? Jim, I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl. There we go. Yeah, so I, I, I do believe they're going to try to bring the hockey season back mm-hmm. uh, and, the, and the basketball season too. They've been oh. looking into arena usage as late as August. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think they're going to try to bring it back. And Leon Dreisaitl, he's a player for the Edmonton Oilers. He is crushing it this year. He's the first player to get 100 points already, and they still got wow. like 15 games left. So, yes, I do believe that he will get the hard trophy. Most viable play. I hope that seasons get played in full. I hope it happens. I think so. There, there's talk about that. Uh, Throwback27 says, Thank you guys for brightening my bosses and I at work. Uh, we are here, open and working, have done five cars, and Fightful helps. We thank you, Throwback. Always generous. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of work does he do? I'm not sure. If Throwback feels comfortable letting us know, hit us up, let us know. You know something? Kudos to you for continuing to go to work. Uh, I heard the story about Costco today. Did you hear that? I didn't. Costco today said uh, we'll give you two dollars more an hour, Good. but we're not gonna we're not gonna pay you that two dollars more an hour until the middle of April because we got to make sure you keep coming in. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of heat over that because the main headline was Costco giving two dollars more an hour to get that that positive press, and then in the fine print, yeah. but you got to keep coming in for the next month. I mean, if there's one business that deserves a little bit of slack, Costco is like. Pretty well regarded with how they treat their employees, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I don't know, but all I know is that made the news. Well, guys, so. you all can get your question or statement read by uh, donating a super chat. But if you are watching at any point, leave a thumbs up. What do you got next, Jimmy? 
AEW Dynamite. So uh, I want to ask you a couple things. So, okay, they postponed Blood and Guts, yes. which they kind of had to do. Yes. Tony Khan posted something on Twitter. He said the time and circumstances aren't right. The reality is I don't think they legally could have done it. Uh, because it's five guys aside, plus the referee, plus commentators, plus they like having people in the crowd for some noise. I don't think they legally could have done it. Yeah. Um, but here's my question, and I don't know if you would know. Last week on Dynamite, when they knew the landscape, they knew that they had to limit things and whatnot, they still advertised a lumberjack match. Last that week. was weird. They got torn apart for that, too. And they Why would have. they do that? I didn't understand why they would do that. I don't know. Oh, God, who was it I saw? I think it was on Ryan Satin's show. His co-host said <laughs> they should just have a bunch of laptops and iPhones with people Skyping in on the outside of the ring. That was a dumb idea to advertise I, a Lumberjack man. It really was, especially when they had the foresight to say on the next Dynamite. Yes. Uh, so they had the foresight to say that, but then they advertised a Lumberjack match. I thought that was really uh, counterproductive. I didn't understand what the Bad point was. Bad idea. Bad idea. What have you heard about their projected taping schedule in case there's a change and they can't keep going live in Jacksonville? Uh, that's I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything at all about that uh, because they want to keep doing things weekly. They don't want to tape things ahead. I think they need to pivot. I think they need to tape a bunch of stuff ahead. You've got your opportunity. This week, last week, you were lucky to be there. This week, you're really lucky to be there. If you yes. get there next weekend, it's a blessing. There is nothing wrong with that. In this landscape, there's really nothing wrong with it. Put some stuff in the can. Just put some stuff in the can. You got a bunch of wrestlers. Your stuff is wrestling heavy. Just go mm -hmm. ahead and do it. You can get two months. You can buy two months of time mm -hmm. with one day of filming. Especially, hey, if you got them there, go ahead and do it. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Get months and months in the can just in case. Because they said next Dynamite, that almost made me wonder if TNT is prepared to kind of take a break from AEW should they not be able to go live. That's kind of how yeah. that came off to me. I don't know if that's a smart idea because people forget stories and stuff, but uh, that's how it came off to me. What did you think of the debuts last week of Brody Lee and Matt Hardy? Oh, I loved them. I thought that for no crowd, they did about as good as they could. The drone shot was a, a beautiful way to establish, oh shit, Matt Hardy's here. And uh, the reveal of the Exalted One via a video instead of him coming out onto the ramp or something. I thought they did really well with those. Back in the day when you would acquire a 40-something-year-old talent, it was like, ah, oh, they're at the end of their road. We saw that Matt Hardy could still wrestle against Ricochet. He kept mm -hmm. up with Ricochet. We know that creatively, he's brilliant. Brody Lee, we've never really seen his potential on a national stage. We don't really know what he's capable of. We know he can have good matches, but mm -hmm. I'm excited for this. And I know that they're going to get stuff from WWE fanboys and fangirls that are like, oh, taking the scraps, taking the scraps. I don't care if you can use them better. I do not care if you can utilize them way better. Look, they they TNA took our truth in the early 2000s, made him their world champion. He was a great service to them. Like you, mm -hmm. if you use them better, you use them better. WWE took Xavier Woods, and they used him a hell of a lot better than Consequences Creed and TNA. If you if you got something that works, good. 
I also think that you got to look at the fact that WWE, you know, Brody Lee or Luke Harper and Matt Hardy, they were not part of a round of layoffs. Yeah. You know, they, they were not fired because WWE didn't want them or couldn't use them. They both wanted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because they weren't happy with how they were used. To me, that's very different. Look, you know? look at all I, the I, people. I, all the people in AEW. Goldust wanted out. Yep. Ty Dillinger wanted out. Cody yep. Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes. They wanted out. Brody Revival Lee. are going to be there, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm Brody sure. Lee and Matt Hardy. They wanted out. I, I mean... I look up and down the roster. John Moxley. Yeah, Jake Hager wanted out. Like there, there's not a whole lot of people that just got discarded by WWE that are on this roster. Now that I, I look up and down it, uh, Pac, yep. Neville, Pac, whatever the hell you want to call yep. him, wanted yep. out. It's yep. there's a lot of people. The revival are wanting out. Yep, I I do think so. Back to Brody Lee and Matt Hardy. I liked Hardy's debut. I thought the drone was great. I think it would have really been been hot in a full arena with the uh-huh. drone going into the ring. But it was what it was. I thought it was really good. I don't Brody know if they would have been able to do it, though. There, there's talk that they might not have been able to do the drone in there with that many people. I think they – Because of, like, liability that it might crash or something? I don't know. It's just something that I kind of heard throughout conversations is that that might not have been the possibility that it was at Daly's place. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, Brody Lee, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see more because Brody Lee, I don't know if for me, the idea of him being the leader of a cult works for me, for Brody Lee. So I'm going to reserve judgment. I I wasn't crazy about his ring gear. I wasn't crazy about like the white hoodie. I, for me, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me, I, I didn't think that that really fit him. But again, I'm going to reserve judgment because he's never really had the chance to do promos before. So maybe as we see where they go with it, maybe it'll it'll win me over. But in terms of week one, it, to me, I don't know how, what a fit it was. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm open to it. That's the thing. I'll see how they use these people, and hopefully they use them very well, and it makes a lot of sense, and they, they get the potential out of them that WWE didn't get out of them. For sure. For sure. Now, NXT, so we already kind of talked about it. Sports Illustrated on March 24 announced that they're going to be uh, scheduling matches that were going to be on NXT TakeOver Tampa. Now they're going to be airing during the month of April on USA on Wednesday night starting April 1st. Have they already taped those matches? Do you know? I think they're taping them this week. I don't know if they have already. I I don't know what has and hasn't been taped as of this moment. Okay. I mean, at least that means they're going to get, you know, a full month of stuff in the can for NXT going through April. That's pretty good. 
You know, my some some of my people keep asking me how long do they were going to work from home because some of my people are already pretty stir crazy at yeah. home, and I told them I think it's going to be first week of May. Yeah, I think maybe later, but it, I think first week of May. It, you know, we're hopeful that warm weather helps not maybe not kill everything, but helps slow it down, so to speak. Right. You got the president out there saying Easter, and I'm like, you know, a virus doesn't say, all right, all right, Easter sounds good. Let's right. do Easter. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. Um, the virus yeah. wants to hunt some eggs. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about Triple H, and then I want to ask you if you've read anything about this, because this is actually a very interesting situation, yeah. uh, and I got a bunch of information. So a couple of weeks ago, Triple H is doing commentary on SmackDown. He makes a joke about how, uh, yeah, I got demoted and somehow I'm even busier. The reason that he said that, uh, it started with uh, the Wrestling Observer. So the March 16 Wrestling Observer reported that he had been the head of talent relations, but he was moved away from being in charge of talent. And his main duties now are NXT, selling NXT rights overseas and expanding NXT globally. The Observer also reported that Brad Bloom took over Triple H's other duties, including talent relations, and the Mark Carano, and I think everybody's familiar with Mark Carano, mm-hmm. uh, reports to Brad Bloom, not to Triple H. And that's what The Observer reported. Now, uh, Brandon Thurston, who does WrestleNomics and he's done some stuff for Fightful before, he pointed out something that contradicts what The Observer reported. Yes. If you look at the March 6 proxy statement the WWE filed, uh, and if you're not familiar with that, it's basically a form that you file with the SEC before your shareholders meeting. It's, uh, it's how you let the shareholders know about changes that you're proposing. In the proxy statement the WWE filed on March 6, they confirmed some things, but they contradicted other things. It confirmed that Triple H's title changed in uh, the month, last month, month of February, from executive VP talent live events and creative to executive VP global talent strategy and development. So that did kind of suggest that maybe he's not as heavily involved anymore with uh, talent relations for WWE. But then when you look at the write-up that they have for Triple H in the proxy statement, it included this quote. It said, in his current role, he oversees the company's talent relations and talent development departments. Additionally, Mr. Levesque plays an integral role in the company's creative process, helping shape the creative direction and storylines of WWE's programming. They also said that Brad Bloom had his title changed last November – to executive vice president operations and chief of staff prior to that he was executive vice president chief of staff meaning that they added operations to his role uh and they said quote he provides leadership to wwe's human resources legal live events creative writing and talent relations organizations so what have you heard about has triple h's uh duties changed is he no longer doing talent relations the proxy statement said he kind of is what have you heard so when i asked about this and it I got to specify this. None of this is factual. It's it's specifically a person offering their two cents in it. They said that it was overblown, the, the demotion thing, that Triple H was referencing all the online talk of demotion because that was a popular talking point when his duties got changed. I was told it's more of a shift in duties than anything and that he's still helping out with talent relations. Like if he wants somebody signed, they're getting signed. But I was told that it was really overblown and it was more of a shift than a demotion promotion anything. Is he still negotiating? Because I know that he used to negotiate deals with talent. I don't know if he's still negotiating deals. I haven't heard anything about that. But then again, I haven't heard of anybody getting signed since this news came out either. But once that happens, I'll be able to find out. Now, of course, there are the conspiracy theorists out there that think that Vince Man did this because he thinks Triple H is getting too much power. Uh, he put him I don't there. Think that's, he put him well, there. I, 
No, what I was just going to say, the reason, well, what I'm saying is they think that he got demoted by Vince because Vince thought he was getting too much power. People got to remember that Vince McMahon has most of the of the voting rights. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at it in terms of, you know, how many shares he owns, what percentage of the company he owns. He's got the majority of, of, of voting power. And so he can do whatever the hell he wants. He, he doesn't make, have to worry about somebody's getting too much power. He can make Triple H an on-screen manager and nothing else if he wants. Like he can, there's a lot right. of th- he can do whatever he wants in that company almost. Right. Like there's there's very few restrictions. That's that's the thing. They think Triple H is getting too much power. My God, he's running his Wednesday show for him. Yeah, he's got some power. Damn, that's ah oh, man. There's also a generation of wrestlers now that they're accustomed to going to him. Yeah. And I remember, I remember seeing an interview with Sasha Banks, and Sasha Banks at that time, this was probably a year ago, she had never really had a conversation with Vince McMahon. Yeah. At the time, because Hunter was the guy she knew from NXT. So you got to remember that too. A lot of these guys don't have a relationship with Vince McMahon. Lots of them. Yeah, yeah. So you'd think that with live sports currently on hiatus, and with pro wrestling and mixed martial arts being the only game in town now in terms of you know live sport. Um, you think WWE would be making out like gangbusters in the ratings? That ain't the case. Should, should we talk about this? Because I had people angry that I dared to even point out that the raw numbers are down. Oh, but sure. nobody, I mean, but nobody's there, and nobody's there, and all that. Everybody is home. Yeah, but there's a lot of factors that people need to consider, right? So obviously there's a lot of reasons why the ratings are not up considering that there's no live sport going on otherwise and everybody's at home to watch TV. There's a lot of reasons. Now you can say that the obvious, oh, Vince's shit has been creative. It's turned people off. And that's that's a possibility. But there's other things too. Number one, and I looked at the top 50 cable shows on Monday night. Everybody is glued to the news networks mm-hmm. because of coronavirus. Fox News and CNN dominated the top 50 on yeah. Monday night, dominated it. And, and, and here's the interesting thing. Traditionally, Fox and CNN would have more viewers than WWE, but they'd skew older. And so traditionally, Raw would be in the top three spots in terms of rankings because they, because they had the, the, the more favorable demos. Now, because of everything going on, not only are the news networks getting the viewers, but they're getting the younger viewers too. So Fox and CNN are dominating the ratings, and that's that's the first thing that people have to understand. Plus, I think the wrestling audience, Sean, after four empty arena shows for WWE, I think they've been trained to expect old tape footage yep. on the show. And I'll, I'll tell you from personal perspective, on Monday night, you know, we put I put my, my daughter to bed. I come downstairs. I flip on Raw with my wife on the couch. They're showing a Royal Rumble match with uh, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Seth Rollins. I look at my wife and go, you want to watch something else? You know what I mean? Like I think they've kind of trained their audience to think that. And then the most obvious thing maybe, the empty arena stuff's not compelling. Like it, it's got a, it's got a shelf life. It's nobody's fault. WWE's doing what they can. Yeah, I'm probably tuning into the show at like eight forty five or eight fifty next week. Like that's the right. thing. Maybe maybe nine. Like if I ever get right. if I ever get caught up for thirty minutes, like doing an, an editing gig, Jimmy, I always can catch up on that thirty minutes by nine fifteen. If they're airing yes. old stuff, I could start watching that show at nine thirty and catch up by the time me and Denise go live. Right after eleven, and that's I agree. Yeah, ah. and and again, like I I understand 
WWE's perspective. Like yes. I get it. The empty arena thing, they they want to limit how much they do because they got WrestleMania coming. Exactly. I get it. Like it's it's kind of a, a tough situation for everybody. Like we talked about before, I don't think USA sweating it. I think they understand it's it's quite the, you know, look at the situation that we're in. Look at the television landscape. Everybody's watching the news networks right now. I think it is what it is. But as a wrestling fan, I'm not compelled to watch the show right now. I'm just not. Same. There's not enough interesting stuff for me. Same. You know? And, that, and now, that's saying something considering there aren't any other options right now. There's wrestling. Uh, if I had to choose right now, if, if I wasn't doing this, then the only thing I'd probably be watching as it happened is AEW at this point. Based on that right. one week, we'll see how it ends up this week. But otherwise, I would scroll through YouTube clips and – WWE doing 2 million viewers is not a good thing. There's no positive way to spin that no matter what. Like no, no, but again, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think USA sweating it. No. You know, I, I think they just kind of see what it is. Yeah. But uh, now you mentioned the ESPN thing. I want to talk about this. So ESPN airing old WrestleManias, that's not by accident. They're not doing it because, oh, there's no live sports and how are we going to fill time and uh-uh-uh. Don't kid yourself. The reason they're doing it is because they want to test their viewership to see how the WWE brand is received because they're negotiating with WWE for the pay-per-view rights for for, uh, ESPN+. That's why they're doing it. Week one last week, they aired WrestleMania 30. They did 839,000 viewers uh, and a a .31 in the 1849 demo, which was 30th for the night on on cable. I don't know if ESPN is happy with that number. I don't know. Really? Like, yeah, I mean, when when you kind of look at the number, and again, I understand. Thing they did all weekend. You're right. However, given that there's no live sports right now, mm-hmm. given that week five of the XFL, week five, did the same viewership that WrestleMania 30 did, I don't know if they're happy with that number. I don't know if that's going to get WWE $15 million a month for the pay-per-view rights. I don't know, man. But at the same time, anybody that said AEW beat WrestleMania, that's lunacy to say or, that. Or the people that said six-year-old WrestleMania almost beat AEW. You're also dumb. You're also yes. dumb. But here's the thing. Jimmy, we're talking week five of XFL versus a six-year-old WrestleMania that wasn't like heavily pushed by WWE or anything. Like I didn't see WWE saying... Every week, every week, WrestleMania, ESPN. I, I mean, maybe like one mention. It wasn't heavily yeah. promoted. It was very much a, hey, this is going to be on. Let's check it out type of thing. Also, mm-hmm. with commercials, that's that's a thing. <laughs> People are sitting through commercials. This is – it's it's a little bit different. I think it's an outstanding yes. number for WWE. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to talk to an ESPN executive and kind of get their, their take. I mean, I will say this. I thought they picked a, picked a good mania because you started with the Rock Austin Hogan segment, which was, was a pretty hot segment to start. You had Brock ending the streak on that show. You had Daniel Bryan's story. I, a pretty good mania, I thought, yeah. for them to choose. So, Sean, you know what we're going to do, buddy? Oh, boy. what's that? What, are we going to read these super chats? Because that's what we should be doing. Read the, read the Super Chats. Rob Wilkins says, Thank you, Fightful, for keeping programming going, dealing with depression-related issues. Fightful helps keep me sane. Also, I want Tiger Ali Singh versus Tiger King. Well, let me tell you, Rob, that match will not help with your depression-related issues. In fact, it will accelerate them, but we thank you anyway. Jay Lane says, Jericho is the heart and soul of wrestling. I don't know about that. He's very good. Also, that dark side of the ring thing, you really... it, it it's very awesome. Chris Jericho, of course, 
you know, he can be brash and obnoxious, obnoxious, but he does a lot of really good things for people as well. Getting David Benoit in touch with Nancy Benoit's sister is was very, very good of him. Yeah, I, I want to talk more about the documentary in a minute. Okay. Because uh, I, have, I have a couple things I want to touch on about that. But first, I don't have Camilla producing. Oh, boy. So, so I have to get real bare bones on this one. So I'm going to have to say to myself, bare bones... Now we're gonna to go to stupid people. Uh oh. Let's see if I can let's see if I can get this to work. Vince called you might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. Used to be WWE's weekly usage of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up in the new segment. We came up with this stupid people, stupid people, stupid people. I'm, I'm excited for Fightful Pro Wrestling to file a copyright claim on us for that on YouTube. That, that's Might happen. Logical next step. Might happen, yep. So, Sean, this one today. Oh, let me say this first. After this, go to uh, FightfulSelect.com. We're going to do the list goes on. We're going to talk about Sonya Deville. We're going to talk about New Japan. We're going to talk about Braun Strowman. I'm uh, going to talk about some more interesting stuff on the list goes on after this. I want this to be the coronavirus edition of Stupid People because there has been so much. You cannot unteach stupid. It's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and I always say this in my company, whenever I'm asked, what do you look for in, in a recruit? Hustle and common sense. Common sense is such a valuable commodity. You cannot unteach stupid. And this COVID-19 self-isolation thing is not going to end as long as we have these young morons that are ignoring everything, going on spring break, lining up outside yeah. EB games to buy a video game. As long as that crap happens, this isn't going to go away. I so you were this say is, you look for hustle, loyalty, and respect, Jimmy. Kind of all three. Yeah, yeah I kind of do. Kinda I kind of do. do. Maybe I've got to get John Cena to, to be a spokesman. There you go. So this first one, this was reported by Newsweek on March 22nd. So we've heard the stories. I just met and talked about it, about these college students and the younger demos. They're ignoring warnings about coronavirus prevention and safety. Uh, there have been a lot of reports about people partying for spring break. I mentioned the story about EB Games. They released a game on Monday called Animal Crossing. Uh, and the local EB Games in Toronto, they had a line down the block. Oh, you can buy it uh, digitally, people. You can buy it exactly, exactly. And EB Games got embarrassed by the bad press, so they closed the next day. But uh, this is along those lines. So according to Newsweek, and this was inevitable, and this is almost like the WrestleMania story. According to Newsweek, five students from the University of Tampa who decided to go away for spring break despite warnings came home and tested positive for COVID-19. Four of those five, despite their symptoms, returned to campus, Sean. I'm so glad that they canceled WrestleMania there. Yep, yep. So isn't that amazing that not only did they go, four of them have symptoms. Let's go back to school. Let's I, go back to campus. I just knew I was going to leave sick. I just knew I was going to leave sick if I had to go there because there are so many dummies. So many dummies. Yep. This next one reported by the UK's Independent on March 19. Get this one, Sean. Get this. After the country of Bangladesh reported its first death related to coronavirus – Local officials in the city of Raipur decided that they wanted to do something to help protect and free the country from the pandemic. So what did they do? What did the local officials in the city of, Ra of Raipur do to uh, help prevent and free the country? I don't know what. 
They held a mass prayer session in an open field with a reported 10,000 Muslims sitting together on the ground reciting healing verse prayers. Oh, no. No. And here's the thing. Here's the issue. In most parts of Bangladesh, it's like 100 degrees right now. So that that idea that maybe that hot weather will eradicate this ain't looking uh-huh. too promising. Yeah. Well, that's what they did. Like I said at the, at the top of this, you can't unteach stupid. This last one reported by the Miami Herald on March 17. Now, I was reluctant to include this story. And the reason I was reluctant is because it's another one about these, you know, wannabe Instagram model idiots that do stupid things for attention. And so I was reluctant to talk about it because then I'm kind of she's winning. I'm giving her attention. Yeah, sure. But I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it because it's just really dumb. So this girl's name is Ava Louise. She's a Rutgers University student in Jersey. She posted a video of herself taking part in a supposed coronavirus challenge. So what she did was she licked the toilet seat on an airplane. While giving the peace sign, Sean, in a, on a, in a video on Instagram. Then when she started getting backlash for it, you know what her response was, Sean? Well, people were like, I can't believe you would do that. You know what her response was? It worked. Well, no, because she's not smart enough to think of that. No. What she what she said was, relax, it was a clean toilet seat on a sugar daddy's plane. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Then, then when she continued getting backlash for it, you know what she said? What? Quote, quote, I feel hot, rich, and iconic. Ah, I love it. I love it. If, if those are the symptoms of corona, then bitch, I'm ill. Oh, I love it. It's amazing, Jimmy. You don't understand social media these days. That was amazing. She wins. She is a winner. She's a winner. moron. She's oh, a moron. Winner, Jimmy. Look, I don't wish I don't wish anybody to get a positive test because I don't want them bringing it home to uh, to someone who's uh, high risk. So I'm not going to wish that she gets you know a positive result. But oh you're an idiot. God, I love it. Yeah, well, it. you would. The only thing I love more than that story is this super chat from Throwback, a very generous one. Thank you so much. A reminder, guys, donate a super chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. He says, "Oh, he let us know of his." Uh, uh, his occupation. He says he's a GM at an oil chain shop near the Boston area. City of Boston is on lockdown. Does Jimmy think that SummerSlam will be postponed and will Boston get a chance to host a special mania? Uh, I think if they do a special mania, they're going to do it in Saudi Arabia. Oh. Because what we've seen before, you know, Greatest Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. they're always looking for a gimmick for that, something that's going to keep the Saudis happy. Yeah. I think that them being able to, you know, go there and say, hey, we're going to call it the second WrestleMania or whatever they call it, uh, that's what I think they're going to do. In terms of SummerSlam, I think right now there's a to be determined asterisk beside everything that they do. Yeah. That being said, though, we're talking, what is that, late August? Yeah. I'd like to think there's a good chance that things are going to be cleared up by that point. But again, what it comes down to is, are these stupid younger demos going to wake up and are, are they going to figure out? See, the, the thing that these young people don't, don't, don't realize, they keep on thinking, well, I don't care if I get it because I'm young enough and I'll yes. fight it. They don't realize if you have somebody sick at home. Most of these people in their 20s live with you know the parents. Some of them live with their grandparents. What if you bring it home and expose them? That's what they're not thinking about, right? My hair is uncouth right now. My grandmother is a hairstylist. Has cut my hair for years. I'm not going to get my damn hair cut there because I don't want to potentially risk 
exposing her. Like, I might be a carrier right now and not even know it. I'm not going there. I'm not going to. Do you want me, do you want me to send you some clippers and then you can just. No, no thanks. Manscaped sends me plenty of clippers. Um, they're going to send me more, too. But uh, they didn't pay for the show, so whatever. You, you, you'll hear more about them in April, guys. But here's what I think okay. would be smart, Jimmy. I wouldn't give Saudi Arabia WrestleMania because, quite frankly, they were late. Vince McMahon had to be like, bitch, where my money to them. If you do it at SummerSlam, well, I mean, you're going to sell SummerSlam out anyway. People are yeah. going to watch they're not gonna, They're not going to do it at SummerSlam. Yeah. If you do it September or October, well, those are shows that maybe you weren't going to sell out. Maybe you weren't going to sell out Hell in a Cell or whatever the hell is in October or September or even December. But I would space it out a little bit more. That way you've got a WrestleMania now, WrestleMania in the fall, and then you come back and do another WrestleMania in the spring. And if, if whether it be a stadium show or just maybe 35, 40,000, whatever that may be, you're going to bring a ton of attention to a show in the fall that would otherwise be a throwaway that nobody would give a shit about, anything like that. And you want to talk about getting some buzz. If you go from SummerSlam to WrestleMania Part 2 to Survivor Series, that's a hell of a run. That's a hell of a no, you, you, you're right. Like, I don't disagree. I just I just kind of think about how this man thinks sure. about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if a stadium show is going to sell out in the fall, especially on short notice. So, uh, so I, I think they should gut, do a smaller one, like 35, 40. They could. They could. I, I still think Saudi Arabia is kind of the logical thing just based on their, their pattern. Sure. You know, or maybe they'll do another sold show like the one in Australia that they did, something like that. But uh, but I guess we're we're, we're going to see. I want to talk about uh, WWE television rights. Uh, so the last couple of quarters, because we've talked about WWE's earnings the last couple of quarters. Yeah. Two quarters in a row, they talked about how they needed a new TV deal in MENA. And when I say MENA, I mean Middle East, North Africa. Uh, Q3 uh, of last year, they talked about they needed a new deal. Q4, they talked about how they needed a new deal. A WWE fan in Saudi Arabia sent a tweet to ask uh, WWE Network saying that old episodes were suddenly unavailable to him on the network. Uh, that tweet responded to him and they said, quote, WWE Network will not be available in the Middle East and North Africa until further notice due to contractual obligations with OSN. And OSN is their pay-per-view provider yes. out there. Here's what's not clear, and I don't know if you would know this, but this is what is what's not clear. When they say – um, due to contractual obligations. Does that mean that they've signed a new deal and they have to pull Raw from the network because of it, or does that mean that they don't have a new deal yet? Uh, it's because they don't have a new deal yet, um, but the people that I had talked to said that they, they're going to try to get one ASAP. But Because, I mean, that, that affects their business out there, too. That affects mm -hmm. their perception out there, too, with these shows that we just talked about. So I would be shocked if they didn't have one by early summer although you never know with the, the landscape and what content is right now i mean there's a good chance that people out there might be like what good is your content right now yeah i mean that kind of takes me to my next point so uh the saudis might be out of luck right now but uh, a lot of other people aren't because wwe uh has unlocked a bunch of content now offering it for free. They're calling it a vast portion of their network library for a limited time. Every Mania, every Rumble, every SummerSlam, every Survivor Series, every NXT TakeOver, the entire WWE 24 docuseries, the Broken Skull Sessions, 
All of that has been unlocked and you can watch it for free. Obviously, you look at this and you say, okay, they're doing it for positive PR. Yeah. Because people are in self-isolation. So they can say, look what we're doing for the people. Uh, I think they're also doing it as another way to try to hook new fans or lapsed fans, right, that are sitting at home with nothing else to do. I think they absolutely have ulterior motives behind it. But I say smart move. The only potential downfall, I, I was reading something yesterday about how internet providers are starting to face bandwidth issues. Yeah. Because everybody's at home. Yes. And so I, I question if WWE might run into that problem. But, uh, so but at least for the time being. on the show for you, Jimmy? Last week, I. So. I've learned since, Sean, that new, a lot of new laptops don't have Ethernet That's ports. Weird. Apparently, it's a common thing now. My wife has a, has a pretty new uh, MacBook. Yeah. I think I bought it for like a year ago. It does not have an Ethernet port. Mm. So what they all do now is they use like a USB. Uh, and then uh, somebody sent me a tweet and said you can buy adapters. Okay. And so that's what you do. You buy an Ethernet adapter, you plug the thing in, and then you can put it in. But – that's what happened. I made the mistake again of assuming – don't assume, Sean. Made the mistake of assuming my laptop had an Ethernet port. It didn't. But uh, like I told you, I was going to be ready for this week, and I think I was. You are. Yeah, it looks wonderful. It's a pretty solid setup, Jimmy. Not too bad. I got a decent background. That's my mantle. I'm in my home office. Yeah. I got a Muhammad Ali painting up there, and I got one hey, of well, my LJN cabinets over the, here. The people them. can't see that. But here, here you know what? Oh, it's I'll, like really zoomed I'll in? I'll let them. I'll let them very quickly. I'll okay. I'll show the people what they're missing. Right, here. <laughs> look at that, guys. That's a, that's very nice. If you guys want to see that room, like in in total, well, we did a walkthrough of Jimmy Van's LJN collection that is up on. I think it's the collector's edition of Listing Your Boy from Christmas. It's it's a good episode, fun episode. Awesome. That's all I got for you, bud. So once again, uh, FiveOSelect.com, list goes on, Braun Strowman, Rusev, New Japan, a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about there. And I've got a special edition of a retro review that is going to drop early for subscribers of FightfulSelect.com. It is myself and Warren talking about the Triple H, Shawn Michaels feud. We use an anchor point. We use one match that maybe isn't talked about enough. Then we go back, we talk about their friendship all the way through that match and what happened after the match we picked, the World Heavyweight title match on the last Raw of 2003. It was amazing, especially in that reign of terror for Triple H. That will be up for subscribers uh, this week. Then next week, I think, or next week or the week after, another one drops. We're doing Hogan Warrior from Halloween Havoc 98. Oh, shit. I hardly remember that match. That was when Hogan got his win back, right? Yeah, and then we go back and talk about the feud and their friendship and so to speak. So check that out on Fightful Select. We're giving you all a whole lot of content. You got the Daily Distraction podcast from Joe and Jeremy. They interviewed Ricky Starks yesterday and had some great content. But until next time, guys, check out The List Goes On. We're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.